On Friday evening, I got back from a personal pilgrimage to France for about a week. I want to thank you for all the prayers many of you have been sending and promise you that I promise for you and your intentions many, many times in the holy places over there in southeast France. It's a beautiful trip. I am a little bit jet-lagged this morning, so bear with me. It's a little bit worse last night, actually. Um, I told the servers, if I fall over from the pulpit, just prop me up here, and I'll, I'll finish the homily. I'm not sure if it was jet lag or a combination of that and having my first escargot over there. That's snails, by the way. Kind of tastes like chicken, actually. Um, but uh, over in France, um, one of my favorite places where I went is the town of Annecy. It's right by Geneva. Two of my favorite saints are buried there. St. Francis de Sales and his good friend, St. Jane Francis de Chantal. Francis was a Catholic bishop of Geneva, and Jane was a wife and mother who was widowed very early in her family life, who would eventually become a religious sister. Together, these two saints would, would create this brand new religious order called the Order of the Visitation. That's the same order that has run for many, many decades, Visitation School down in Mendota. So brand new religious idea, a brand new order of women who were serving the church, and it all came through this deep bond of friendship that Francis and Jane had together. They had an exceptional spiritual friendship. This man and this woman, you, you see it documented in their, their letters, just full of affection and kindness and a deep conviction that God had put them together for a reason, to bless others. And I just love their story. I feel a lot of uh, connections with, with how God created them and put them together. But this friendship they had, it, it began, first of all, with Jesus' friendship with them. Right? Jesus longed and yearned and pined to build a friendship with each of them individually. He wanted to build a friendship with Francis and Jane that had a, some beautiful qualities that they then expressed in their own friendship with each other. Like, first of all, in their friendship with Jesus, Jesus had each one of them in his heart and wanted to share and find his heart in them. This is the kind of friendship that Christ wants for all of us, that, that we would find ourselves in the heart of Jesus and we'd find that he wants to have his heart abiding in ours. Like, wherever I go, I'm not without you. I'm with you. In Jesus' friendship with them, he also gave them a friendship which had a disinterested love. That's not a love that's like unpassionate or that's cold, but a disinterested love that means that it was totally free of ego and selfishness and like, what am I getting out of this relationship? Right? We know there's so many relationships in the world that we're part of that it's about like something wanting, someone wanting to get something from me, get something out of me. But Christ's friendship for them and with us is disinterested. It's totally generous. It's serving the good of the other. It just wants the best for the friend. It's not about what I get or what Jesus gets. He just gives. And the third element of friendship that Jesus gave to Francis and Jane and that he wants us to experience too is that this friendship with Jesus is a prologue to eternity. 
It's a prologue to eternity. You read a big novel, and even before chapter one, there's a prologue. There's like a, like a context, a setting. Things begin to kind of get set up. Well, our relationship with Jesus is meant to be never-ending. It's not transient. It's not temporary. It's not just for like a couple years. Like, it's a relationship of love and friendship that is going to go on and on and on and get better and better. And Christ began to give his friendship to Francis and to Jane in a way showing them that, that I've, I want to have this continue with you forever. This earthly life is, is just a prologue to the glory to come. And he opened up that friendship to them in an incredible way between Jesus and each of their souls. And as they became friends with Christ, their friendship with each other took on those same qualities. Francis and Jane found each other in each other's hearts. That their love was pure, disinterested, totally generous and for the good of the other. No shadow, no trace of selfishness. And they realized, even in their human friendship, that our friendship, our relationship, is meant to go on forever. And what a gift to be able to start that now, to have this prologue together, to build this friendship to be the best it can be, even on this earth. So we see the love of God and love of neighbor combined, even in their story, and how Christ's friendship opened them up to this friendship with each other. Now this deep and rich friendship that Jesus offered to them, he offers to each of us. The Son of God wants us to taste and see the goodness of having a relationship like that. It's all a gift. It's all a gift from God. But we're called to be open to it. We're called to develop it. We're called not to miss it. How do we be open to the friendship that Christ wants to build with us? How do we receive that gift? How do we build on that gift of God? I would submit to you this morning that one of the best things that we can do to grow in that friendship with Jesus is to spend time with him in Eucharistic adoration. To spend time before him in his true presence, in his body and blood, soul and divinity, in the blessed sacrament. You know, friends spend time together. Friends waste time together. Friends just love hanging out, even if not many words are said. And when we at St. Rose of Lima go to our Adoration Chapel, just a few feet away, and we go into the presence of Jesus, we're just going and spending time with our friend. We go and visit not just a chapel or a building, even though it's very, very beautiful, one of the most beautiful in the archdiocese. We're not going to a building we're not going to a symbol of Jesus. We're truly going to his true presence. That's why the, the bread we consecrate on this altar, we genuflect before, we kneel before. This is not a symbol. This is really how close God wants to be with us, how close our friend comes to us. At St. Rose, we have this adoration chapel that's open for, for you 24-7 to come and spend time with the Lord. To come and just be in the presence of a friend who is waiting for you. He is longing to see you. We know that God is present everywhere, but, but Christ 
told us that he would be with us always in a particular way in the bread of life. Hidden beneath the signs of bread and wine, it is the Lord who invites us into friendship and who wants to give us such a generous love. I want to invite each and every parishioner to visit Jesus, our friend, in the Adoration Chapel. I know that many of you are committed adorers, meaning you might take like an hour a week, maybe the same time of the week, maybe it shifts around, but I know many of you go and you already have this habit of going to meet Christ, your friend. It's beautiful. Perpetual adoration. To always have someone in that chapel adoring Jesus Christ. I know there's also many, many people at St. Rosalima who maybe have heard about adoration, they've heard about our chapel, uh, they know a lot of people are like into this, but maybe have, maybe have never actually gone to visit our chapel. And I just want to say to you that during your time at St. Rosalima, however long you're here as a parishioner, uh, there is this amazing gem right beneath your nose, and I don't want you to miss it. <laughs> I don't want you to miss it. It's such a gift to have something like this prayer in our community, and it's just a few feet away. It's just in the parish center where Christ is waiting to meet us. If you aren't already a, a weekly adorer, I want to invite every parishioner to really take up a challenge for the next eight weeks, the next two months before Christmas, to go these next eight weeks just one time during the week to visit Jesus in our Adoration Chapel. How long is up to you? Maybe you go for five minutes. 10, maybe, maybe 20. Maybe you've just got 60 seconds. You're like, Lord, this week is crazy. My schedule is blown up, but I'm going to come and just say hi. I'm going to come and just take two deep breaths, just offer a little prayer. That's a beautiful, holy visit to Jesus. And that's what friends do as well, right? Like sometimes we have time to spend a long time to linger at table with a friend, catch up over coffee, and sometimes it's like, hey, listen, I can't talk right now, but just wanted to connect and say hi. Or it's like a quick text message, or it's some other kind of little sign of, I'm here, I'm here for you. I, I want to connect with you. I want to I let you know that you're still in my heart, you're still in my mind. That when you come to me, you can find yourself already in my heart. That's what friends do. And Christ wants to build a friendship with us like that. So come, come these next eight weeks, just do a, just a weekly visit whenever it fits in your schedule, whenever you can come, and love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, as the greatest commandment says today. You may have some practical questions about adoration, especially if it's something new to you. I mean, first of all, I know for some people here, it's like, okay, well, where actually is this chapel? <laughs> There's going to be a map on the screens at the end of Mass. I'll just point it out to you. But, you know, you head out, you walk past the school to the parish center. It's in the backside of the parish center. You go up the stairs and in the chapel right there. It's available to you 24-7, seven days a week. After dusk, we lock it for security, but we can give you a code, an access code, to let yourself in safely. You might be asking, like, well, like, what do I do in adoration, like it's so quiet, nothing's happening, nothing's moving, it's so still, it's so silent. 
You know, that's the thing, is that there's nothing you, you have to do. You can just spend time with your friend, listening, resting, breathing. Like Marjean testified to last week, it's just a time to be able to let everything else in your life just kind of take a back seat. The phone is off, there's no dinging, no notifications, nothing, nothing you have to accomplish. You can just look at the Lord on the altar and him looking at you, and you can just rest knowing that you are loved to infinity by Jesus. You can just tell him what's on your heart and, and listen. And you can actually ask Jesus what's on his heart. Jesus, as a friend, actually has things on his heart for you he wants to share with you. You have the ability to actually receive that. You have the ability to actually meet Jesus in that way. That Jesus, the Lord God, the our Savior, he would have something in his heart he wants to give just to me, he wants to share with me, and I can, I can like, receive that. That is possible for everyone here. That's your inheritance as a Christian. There's nothing you have to do besides just to come and rest with your friend and just have that quality time together. After Mass, Peggy and Celeste will be here in church to answer any questions for you, maybe even walk you over to the chapel. Um, I'll be unlocking the chapel for a half hour after Mass so you can go and pay a visit um, and spend time with the Lord there. I just invite you to, to realize that when we build this friendship with Jesus and we are in his Eucharistic presence, that every other relationship in our life begins to change. Just like Francis and Jane, their friendship with Jesus just flowed out to every other relationship they had with each other, with their family, with their parish, with their coworkers. Like that happens to people who go and spend time with the Lord in adoration. They discover that, gosh, like my marriage is being blessed. Gosh, like my love for my children or grandchildren or my parents, like there's more love there, there's more strength there. Hmm, that's what Jesus does. <laughs> Your coworkers, like, man, why, like, I have a new relationship with my coworkers. Things are different now. Why? Because when you have a best friend in your life, that doesn't just impact you. It impacts every other relationship. It's a good influence. And that's the grace of God that pours out when we spend time with Jesus in adoration. So however long it is, these next eight weeks before Christmas, come once a week. Come visit the Lord. Stop in have a little conversation with Christ, our friend. St. Francis de Sales said that the sacrament contains entirely our Lord Jesus Christ, and our Lord wants to be adored wherever he is. Even being hidden in the Eucharist does not prevent him from being adored, because even the three magi adored him in the crib, where he was just a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes. That's a beautiful invitation to come before the Lord with eyes of faith, knowing that he, the king of the universe, loves me right here, that he is hidden in this host, that he loves me and can actually speak to my heart when I go before him in the Holy Eucharist.